Hello and welcome to Dateline Hamden on WNHHFM New Haven's home for community radio. I'm Paul Bass, your host, inviting you to look behind the headlines on the stories that make our community tick. We have two gentlemen here who are looking to make Hamden tick on this election year. Say good afternoon to Hamden GOP Chair Andrew Tamaro. Did I say your last name right? Tamaro. Tamaro. But I've heard it all. So. Sorry. Andrew Tamaro and Mike Pace, someone Andrew has recruited to run for state representative in the 88th District. Good morning, gentlemen. Thanks so much for coming on Dateline. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Andrew, you've been on before. We talk about you taking on a big task, which is to revive the Hamden Republican Party. As the whole country has moved to the polls, blue areas get bluer, red areas get redder, less middle. Hamden's become a much more democratic city. But you don't want it to stay that way. You've been trying to get new candidates like Mike to give some competition and hopefully win some offices. Yeah, absolutely. Right? And I think, you know, like you said, the middle is kind of disappearing and the, and the extremes seem to be emboldened by, by the loudest voices and by, unfortunately, a lot of times those in the media, not saying the independent. I actually okay, lean, on the, I'm a I lean on the independent a lot for, no uh, better than anybody else. <laughs> for, for getting the pulse of the people around in, in New Haven County and, and Hamden in particular. But I thought I had the impossible job, which was, like you said, reviving the Hamden Republican Party. But then I met Mike and got him to run for state well, representative in Hamden. You got, and, a, you got a whole slate of candidates. And yeah, Andrew, we you're, only, you're only 24, so you're in it for the long haul. You're bringing some young, new I'm energy, trying. right? Yep. You need young people. We have a gerontocracy right now nationally, and people are looking for younger people to get involved. That includes you, by the way, Mike. 51 is considered young now. Young, is it? If okay. you look at who's running the Senate and the White House and everything else in both parties. Yeah. yeah. It's under like 78. Yeah. yeah. So, Andrew, who do you got running this year besides Mike? So, and, well, Mike is running in the 88th district, which is my, my home district, so I, I feel like it's a bit of a pet project at the same time. I, mm-hmm. I have a lot of personal stake in this, and... Um, we're going to work like hell to make sure he gets elected. And so we've got in the newly redistricted 103rd district, which was formerly Cheshire, Wallingford, and a little bit of Southington. Mm-hmm. It's now Cheshire, Wallingford, and a little bit of Hamden. It's got a, a, little bit, okay. a chunk of Westwoods. Um, oh. the, the state redistricting process is, is one that is mandated by law every 10th year in the state of Connecticut. And they revise, you know, based on census data and all these things, the, um, the, the lines for the districts in the state House of Representatives and the state Senate. So it's not a good thing. You know, there's always debates back and forth, and it doesn't break down liberal versus conservative about when you get districts that have a little bit of different places so they each get a voice, or is that diluting so that no one place gets a voice? Like, what happens now to Westwoods when it's just this little chunk of a district that's dominated by other towns? Does that help Hamden or hurt? Um, I, I think it actually, in a way, helps Hamden. Gives you another and, candidate. Because it gives you... So we... Last year, going up until 2022, Hamden was uh, home to three state House of Representatives districts. We had the 88th, the uh, 91st, and the 93rd, I believe. And now we've got five. So now we've got one that is mostly um, Amity and some valley towns. I think it's like Orange, Woodbridge, Derby, and Sonia, and now a little bit of Hamden. And as well, well that's we state have, rep, not state senate. This is state rep. So and that's we still also have our, new. Uh, yeah, so the, we have now five districts, which is the 114th, which is the one I just mentioned, and the 103rd, which is uh, the one that has a little bit of Westwoods. In, in the 103rd, we have a gentleman by the name of Chris Bahadising. He's a, he's a Jamaican immigrant who came to America with his family um, at, I believe he was eight years old or something around Where does there. he live? He lives in Cheshire, mm-hmm. and uh, he's been great. He's been working like working like hell to, to kind of meet the people of Hamden, Cheshire, and Wallingford, and he's a really great candidate, and I think we're going to 
do a lot of great things and in that district. And the other four and, districts now, you got Mike in one of them. Do you have four candidates? No. So we've got one in the 114th, which is, like I said, the uh, kind of Amity, Valley, Hamden kind of mashup, whatever, however they drew the lines, that's how it mm-hmm. is. And now we've got another uh, opportunity to have some some Republican representation in Hamden, which is the way that I look at it. I mean, we can kind of And then you got the idiot with but, Mike, and what's the other one? So the other two, unfortunately, we, we haven't been able to feel the candidate in, in the 91st and 93rd. But you got a state senate as well, but, right? you got so someone got going up against Looney, is it? Two two state senate candidates in the 11th, which is uh, Martin Looney. We've got Steve Orozco, who was on here about a week ago. And, mm-hmm. I mean, you know Steve. Steve is great, and he's a galvanizing personality, and he he's ready to take this this district by storm. And then in the uh, the 17th district, which is a little bit of Hamden and then a whole other smattering of towns to the uh, west of it, we've got Kathy Hoyt running. Oh, that's right, Kathy Hoyt. She's a, we'll get her on, too. She's from Hamden. So you're listening to Dateline Hamden about the Republicans making sure we have competition in November and that you get to choose between two candidates. And Mike Pace, you recruit him. It's hard to find people to run, right? I mean, Mike Pace, why are you running? Don't you have a life? Oh, this guy right here, that's what I'm <laughs> Tell me about that. Persistent. Yeah, you haven't run before, right? You tell me you're 51, you're a chiropractor, you've got two kids. Yep, married. Well, Married 24 years, and my wife met Andrew, and Andrew's like, oh, you're, you're in the 88th district. Nobody's running. so." I'm going to ask you to get closer to the mic, if you don't mind, Mike. Yeah, sure. Uh, so, Mike, why would you run for office? What makes you want to run for state representative? Well, I, at first, to be honest, I really didn't want to because, you know, I'm on the downward swing of things, you know, um, planning my exit here with being an empty nester like I just told you. And then I got to thinking, you know, I'm, I'm in a position here where I could – Instead of complaining to friends and family like everybody does about how things are, uh, I could potentially have been a, be in a position to do something about it. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, why not? I'm going to have more time with, with the kids being out of the house. Um, you know, like I said, I work three days a week at this point seeing patients, so I do have some time to, to put into this. I care about my community and, and the people that are in it, and, and then the fact that you know, my opponent's running unopposed didn't, didn't sit very well with me in the first place. So what kind of stuff are you complaining about? Like, pretend I'm your family or friend. What do I say? Oh, here goes Mike again. What are you complaining about? <laughs> yeah, right. Well, I mean, first and foremost, in Hamden, it's it's the taxes, right? It's getting it's getting out of control right now with the with how property You went over are. the magic 50 for the mill rate. Yes. Yeah, 55. So as a, as a, you know, once you get past the line, people stop being intimidated by the number. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's some magic about that 50. It's numbing at a point. There's yeah. a certain apathy, I think, that goes on, and it the seems like it's at Hamden, Hamden at large where it's almost I, – I kind of see it as one of the reasons we've allowed it to get to this point in the first place is that there's a certain political apathy that, that exists within the town that people have just grown accustomed to the status quo, and, and we've said, you know, it's just going to hand it off to the next Democrat administration after the next, and, and we kind of deal with the consequences. But I think at this mm-hmm. point, you know, I've – got a lot of years ahead of me hopefully and i've got a lot of energy to kind of utilize and i and i better channel it in the right way and i think that's what i'm doing now to try and find candidates like mike who have a similar desire and a similar energy and are kind of taking a new approach to politics one of the things that i was looking for when i when i kind of set out to find some candidates for these offices is it's kind of clear that the uh political pipeline in hamden is not a great one for republicans is not kind of this breadth of uh you know local elected officials that we can choose from to say, okay, well, you're going to take that next step and run for state right. office. You so you're going to take that count, next step right. and run for for national office. So I, I immediately said, well, what's the answer? And I think that, and almost immediately said, it's got to be a small business owner. It's somebody from the mm. business community who has been involved in the community uh, in Hamden for a number of years and has grown a bit of an organic network of people that would support them. And, and 
kind of gives a basis and a, and a um, kind of lends some credence to, well, why am I doing this? And it's so well, in other words, like in Mike's case I was reading, not only does he have a, a sports injury specialist chiropractic business, uh, camera chiropractic and acupuncture, so now for 20 years so you have people who know you because they go to you, get oh, their, yeah. their back fixed. Absolutely. And then you also volunteer with North Haven Youth Programs, and you have a master class captain's license by the U.S. Coast Guard. Does that involve meeting people, doing community stuff? Not too much with the captain's license at this point yet. That might be the second. Period. So can I bring you back to the taxes? So what would you do as a state rep? Remember, I want you to get you close to the mic. Yeah. Um, what, you, what do you do as a state rep to keep those taxes down? Is it getting more aid for the town? Is it advocating for how the town runs? Absolutely. If there's if there's funding available in Hartford, then I don't want to bring some of that to Hamden for sure. My you know my whole thing is I'm, I want to I'm doing this for all of us, the people of Hamden. I want to hear what their concerns are and their ideas and, and be able to bring that to Hartford and, and let's, let's help our mayor get some funding to, to change how things are so we can bring down our tax base to, to mm-hmm. right now, you know, from some of the things I'm hearing from people I see all the time, you know, why, why would somebody choose to come to Hamden at this point? You know, and that's, that's dangerous for a town in, in my opinion. So there needs to be some things to, to, to help, so Mike Pace, in addition to taxes, what are some of your other priorities? What are some big issues for you? Well, you know, I'm, I'm big for the, with the kids, you know, having you know, raised two kids myself, and they were primarily raised in North Haven. Um, and I was always that dad that was volunteering to, to coach the teams, bring the kids home from practice, and making sure that everybody was there, you know, because mm-hmm. at, the, at the youth level, the, the parents really need to step up and help, you know, friends, family. It takes, like, like the saying goes, it takes a village to get that done. So I was always that person where, you know, that's where a lot of my the past 20 years has been spent is, you know, raising my kids and just, you know, enjoying that whole scene with, with, the, with the youth sports. Now you had boys? I have a son who's 19 and my daughter's 24. So my daughters went through adolescence out of theory that a father's IQ goes down 10 points every year when they hit adolescence. I don't know if that happened to you. I think it did, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to recover it now or a decade later. I'm getting, getting up a little bit. but uh. Reading a little bit more, things like that. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So the idiot district includes Westwoods or a part of it? It used, used to. to. certainly include more of it. Now it has a little bit. It, it's majority Mount, Mount Carmel, Carmel Spring, Spring Glen, Glen and, then a, and a good so chunk of So what's that district like? Is it a blue district? Spring Glen? Huh. Oh, yeah. It's well, blue. So how do you knock on a door where everyone's thinking about national politics and, and you say, hi, I'm Mike. You haven't met me before. I'm a Republican. What happens when you knock on the door? <laughs> Does it really? Or no? <laughs> no, 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 no. I haven't done a whole lot of that yet because this, this is relatively new, to be honest with you. But I, I, that's where I need to knock on the doors, right? In the, in those... Well, tell me about a, a good conversation you had with somebody that was fun or interesting. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 just the fact that. People are, are the main things, no matter what party line it is, it, it is really about the taxes. And, you know, in Hamden, too, is, it's, the crime is, is high. Right Yesterday now. they had so, a two-year-old was in a car that got carjacked. But there, there, was a, there was a shooting in front of a the, bus. The I past week has really been a bit of a banner week for the town of Hamden, it seems like, in the crime department. And, and to your point that it, it seems like nowadays everyone's kind of in, engulfed in the national politics and the national narratives and, and all that comes with it. In my experience, I, I found actually that, that Hamden seems to be a bit of a an anomaly in that regard in that the national politics are obviously as, you know, they're, they're kind of, they're the talk of the town is really what it comes to. But in, in Hamden, it seems like a lot of people have just really fallen out of favor with the with the way things are being run at so the town level. So politics is still le- local. I think, and Hamden is a really good example of that. And, I, and I've been around the state kind of in my work capacity in, in different towns and, you know, 
it, it it doesn't get the, the the local politics don't get the same attention in other towns that I think they do in Hamden because we've got this this real base of of moderate Democrats in Hamden who were you know mm-hmm. once New Havenites that that left New Haven and, and moved to Hamden 50, 60 years ago and, and began to raise families that were and I mean I've said it I think even on this program before the the kind of Kennedy Democrats that have been registered Democrats they were in unions and they were public employees and all these things and now they have said well. Democratic Party, both at the national, state, and local levels, no longer representative of what the Democratic Party was when I when I voted for John F. Kennedy sixty years ago. So I, I think you're seeing a lot of those people, and that's kind of the the base of people that we're looking to reach are those people who, because there's no illusions about the number of Republicans in Hamden. It's four to one Democrat to Republican with thirteen thousand unaffiliated, kind of mixed in. And how does that number compare to the others? In what regard? 13,000 unaffiliates versus how many So we've got about 19,000 Democrats, uh, roughly twelve to 13,000 unaffiliated, and about 4,000 on a good day Republicans. <laughs> good so. day. So there are a lot of unaffiliates, too, when they can swing an election. So we're, we're talking to Andrew Tamaro and Mike Pace, GOP leader and GOP candidate for state rep office here on Dateline Hamden, WNHH, New Haven and Hamden's home. So let me tell you a little about your opponent, Joshua Elliott. He's been in the legislature now since he won first in 2018, 2016. And um, he's a leading progressive at the Capitol. Two things he's been at the front lines about are he's now, oh, it was three, legalizing cannabis. Mm-hmm. He now wants, this being to you as a, as a doctor, um, he wa- he, there's a pilot program now that he got through to have psilocybin, magic mushrooms, tested to see as a Depression treatment. Yes. It's getting a lot of interesting discussion. And thirdly, no excuse absentee ballots. He's a big proponent of those. Where do you stand on those three issues? I mean, I, I think that uh, the voting system, the way it is now, is is not a big concern to, to change, especially in in the district of Hamden. So, you know, um, legalizing of marijuana. I mean, there's a package store on every corner, just about in Hamden. So, personally, I think alcohol is far more, far more dangerous than marijuana. Uh, you know, but I think it's getting so accepted as normal that, you know, people are out getting together and using it and then not think twice about getting behind the wheel of their car, which, you know, these days I just saw an article not too long ago that the, how strong the marijuana is these days compared to, you know, when I was in my twenties is, is uncomparable. I mean, it's different so, drug. Yeah. Ex- so d- were you in favor of Manorark cannabis re- legalization? Did you want to revisit them? Do you think he did the right thing? I think on a medical level, I'm in favor of it because some of the drugs they prescribe to treat, you know, the, there's there's five different categories of why someone can get a card in Connecticut. You know, so you're for medical marijuana. Were you not for, for recreational legalization? You know, I'd have to look at the numbers of how much money the state can raise in taxes, you know, in all honesty, because... We, if we could get another revenue stream, you know, that wouldn't be a bad thing either. But mm-hmm. I think it's a dangerous line. And then talking about psilocybin is definitely not uh, um, recreationally. And uh, you know, medically, you know, because I've seen some studies myself. My son, you know, talked about you know, reading some. There's some, there's some MindMed is a, is a company. It's a public company that has done a lot of research on psilocybin, MDMA, which is, I think that's the drug. Ecstasy, that's, yeah. For, for um, ketamine. Yeah, ketamine. So exactly. what, do you, what do you think about the psilocybin trials? Do you think he did the right things? I'm trying to see if you agree or disagree with your opponent. Do you yeah. think it was the right thing to have a bill to start piloting um, psilocybin as a, as a mental health As treatment? long as it's kept medically, I wouldn't disagree with that. Again, because those drugs you, being used are, are, are very strong to prescribe combating 
PTSD, you know, those kind of medications, yeah, prescription. So it's fair to say you're for you're you're comfortable with it as a medical, but keep it medical, not recreational. Correct. You're for yes. medical use of marijuana. You have some concerns about the legalization of recreational, but you want to see more about the. And then the voting system say you would not be for no excuses, Epstein ballot, because you feel like the system's working fine. I do. There's no I way do. to fix it. I do. I feel like it's working fine. I mean, this past election, you know, there's certainly was controversy in in how the elections were run. So, you know, I I just think the way that it's that it's set up is way the, the way we should leave it. And I think so it's particularly my... funny that um, when you list these as kind of Josh Elliott's legislative priorities over the past couple of years throughout his tenure in Hartford, if you went up to a door in Hamden and said, right. "Well, hey, I'm running for state office. My three priorities are no excuse absentee ballot," and then Recreational marijuana and recreational psilocybin. No, not recreational, medical psilocybin. So medical psilocybin. And then his even fourth one is prison, he, the prison conditions, solitary confinement and prison phone calls. Yeah, his, yeah. his prison reform was kind of at the forefront of a lot of his legislative right. priorities over the yeah. past couple of years. And I think when you ask people in Hamden, well, what are your priorities? What do you want from your state lawmaker? I can't imagine that any of those four things would really crack most people's top five as far mm-hmm. as the priorities that they have that would kind of want to make the town and the state feel more affordable, make their communities feel more safe. I, I think it's it's grossly out of touch with the with the concerns of a lot of residents in Hamden. That's what I think we've kind of found on the campaign trail to this point. With with being you know his priorities with helping those that are incarcerated. Um, with all due respect, I like I said, I think the people of Hamden are they're, that's prioritizing the the activity of of uh, criminal behavior as opposed to I think we need to put some attention to the people that are actually the victims of the crimes. You know, helping helping. So, that. what would you do differently about that? You know, hearing hearing what's going on in the community, there the, you know, some of the big cities have had uh, a lot of funding from the state to help combat crime, and at this point, Hamden is right up there. I would I would you know get some get some funding. The police department in Hamden is is extremely low on officers, so there needs to be you know some some stat work done on that to bring more officers in. And a lot of the crimes seem to be be committed by juveniles, where there's really you know, and I don't think a young person's life should be ruined over over a stupid mistake they did. I'm not that guy at all. But there needs to be some accountability when a car has been stolen, and you know those kind of relatively violent crimes. Quite frankly, there needs to be some accountability for that because that's not doing these young folks any any favors whatsoever. You know, they they these young you know the young people. This this is our future. You know they, you know they have their they need to realize that the, their life has meaning and has purpose, and just to do everything they do with, with the best of their abilities, and they're going to see opportunities and doors open. I mean, that, that transcends race and religion and color and creed. It doesn't matter. You know, just look what's right in front of you and, and take the most of it. Um, there's a discussion going on at state level whether it was a mistake or not with some of the federal pandemic money to put our rainy day fund at the maximum. You're right. It's kind of Republicans and Democrats have switched sides on this. So government law said you got to save for a rainy day. So he went to $1.5 billion, all the, all the money we could put in a rainy day fund for the future. And he paid down the pensions to save billions over time because both Democratic and Republican governors had underfunded the pension for decades. Right. Republicans are saying use some of that money freed up now to cut taxes even more than you have. Mm-hmm. Democrats say that's not responsible long-term budget. Who's right? I think right now there there needs to be there has been some proposals to lower the income tax for seventy five thousand and over um, to four percent I believe it is um, there are some tax breaks that they wanted to give people right now because of the rainy day fund. So would you say we put less than he put into the rainy day fund in order to give more tax relief? Yes. All right. Yes. 
and then right to read versus structured literacy. I'm not saying you have to have position on every issue. You haven't been in the legislature, but one <laughs> issue that's come up, and this, again, is not liberal versus conservative, actually. We have mm. a fight in New Haven among both sides. What's about that? going to more phonics-based reading, they say that uh, the state wants districts to do that. In New Haven, they're dragging their feet out and other districts are for it. Do you folks have any th- thinking on that? No, I mean... I haven't really looked into that too much, to be honest with you. Well, that's the first good thing to say when you're running for office and say, I don't know everything about every issue. That's right. right? That's right. (laughs) I have a lot to learn, but I'm I'm eager to learn. So I'm sure when you knock on doors, you hear about the January 6th hearings and they talk about national politics. How do you feel about those hearings and who do you think won the election? Well, I mean, you know, Trump, I mean, uh, Trump, that was a Freudian slip. (laughs) Biden, you know, he's the president right now. So I'm not I'm not denying that at all. Uh, I haven't been paying too much attention what's what's been going on with the with the hearings. To be honest with you, the last few months have been shoo, nothing but thinking about this, literally, and and you know caring for the people that I'm seeing when they're there. So I really haven't been been too up to date with what's happening. But I would say let the let the court system work its way out like it always does, and and you know the chips fall where they may. We'll we'll find out. Hopefully and before I let up. you go, who's your model as a politician? When you think, I, I'm into politics now. I wasn't a politics guy. I was a community guy, doctor. I'm, I'm taking this plunge. Who do you look at and say, this is someone I admire in politics now or before? I was Ron DeSantis. I like, mm-hmm. I like what the guy says. He served our country at, at high levels. He's got the education. He's got the experience. And I like the guy. I would you like him to be the Republican nominee? Yes. Yes, I would. Anything else just to say? We're about to uh, close it out here, but am I leaving anything out, Andrew? And it's really nice to meet you, Mike. Yeah, you too. Thanks for having I me think, on. I think it's a real public service to run for office and give people choices. I think that's what keeps our democracy strong. Yeah, it's been fun, honestly. It has we need a two-party system, yeah. at yeah. least. Actually, there, should be bi- there, should, there should be bipartisanship. I, I, in my opinion, there should be. In 2017, Connecticut had a bipartisan, and they got a lot done that year. You know, because I think it's 2018 they had the budget deal, right? Yeah, they yeah. had the budget deal done and because there was, you know, pretty much equal members of representatives and senate and things got done you know not instead of bickering back and forth so and andrew any um any final thoughts um i mean again i could i told you before we got on air i could be here for four hours talking about whatever you'd like to but um i i I do think it's worth mentioning that in a kind of an area where things seem to be so one-sided that you and the independent and, and the writers and i kind of gain a great working relationship with Nora and some of the other people that cover him. And I think it's a valuable service to our town that kind of helps bring out the fact that there are options and we can provide alternatives and that this is not as one side of an area as, as a lot of people may think. The world's purpler than we think. Yeah, right. <laughs> the maps. Hey, guys, thanks for coming on. We'll have you back for sure. Bring in some more of your candidates as the election gets closer. Absolutely. Good luck on the trail. Thank you. I appreciate that, Paul. And um, a lot of work to do. You've been talking to Andrew Tamaro. I don't remember that. The, the GOP chair, because he's got all the years to come in Hamden. And Mike Pace, the new candidate. Oh, I want to ask you to find a chiropractor. What's that? Tell me about being a chiropractor real quick. Why I is it a good field, and what do you like about it? I love it. I mean, I get to, my patients are stable, right? <laughs> I don't have to worry about that. And, and what I do helps them. I mean, it really helps them. If something's wrong with somebody, sometimes that's the exact thing they needed. And I, I love what I do. I love working with the people. The people in Hamden are fantastic and you know I, I just continue to look forward to doing it for years to come you know i don't know if my body can take it too much longer because it's it's physical work but that's uh, right yeah it's very physical but hands I, on doctor yeah. yes hands on 100 percent. you know 100 percent. all right angie tamara mike pace thanks for joining us thanks to harry jost and nora grace flood working the 